Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. chapter 6 and verse 38 it says give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again Aubrey didn't tell you, but there's 195 countries in the, in, in the whole world. And out of the entire world, there's only 12 countries left to hear the Word of God. 12 countries left that need missionaries, that need churches. In Revelation, when you study the book of Revelation now, the coming of the Lord is hinged upon everybody knowing who He is. Twelve more countries left to reach. Twelve more countries left to go before we're going to hear the sound of the trumpet. Before that door opens wide and the angels come with the Lord of hosts. I'm coming back to take my church away. Praise God. Praise God. Don't you love the Lord? Amen. Give and it shall be given unto you. Let me just challenge you this morning real quickly. You want to unlock God's hand on your life, your family, your church. God's already started. He's working. Amen. But the moment that you open your hand from a fist to an open palm, God will bless what you give. Praise God. That's for free. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 14. This morning. Praise God. Good to see everybody. Good to be in the house of the Lord. If this is your first time, welcome. Viewers, welcome. Praise God. There's no better place to be on a Sunday 
than in the presence of Almighty God, the King of Kings. Amen. I feel the Lord. Praise God. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse number 22. Matthew 14, beginning at verse 22. And it says, and straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the, a ship and to go before him unto the other side. Everybody say the other side. Yes. That's his plan and his purpose for you. While he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Some of you need to say that same thing. That's right. And immediately, everybody say immediately. Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the ship, they, they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I want to preach to us just for a little bit this afternoon. Stop watching the wind. Right. Or I could call this, it's time to step out. Right. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you, oh Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would minister, God, that you would stir our hearts and our minds. Lord, we're so thankful and grateful for your presence that's already here this morning. Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord. We desire to submit to the divine will of God today. Lord Jesus, that you would have your sovereign way in us. In the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Before you're seated, if you'll turn to your neighbors, shake their hands, ask them this question. Are you ready to step out? Are you ready to step out? You may be seated. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. So thankful to be with you all this morning, to worship with you. Grateful for the prayer that's been made in this place, the presence of the Lord. We feel good to be with my Safford family, the family of God. 
Praise God. Greetings from Globe, Arizona. God is a miracle-working God. God is, he is powerful. There is no other precious name in all the world than the name of Jesus. Amen. I give honor this morning to Pastor and Sister Keys. Thank you for the invitation to be here this morning. Good to be with Brother and Sister Mueller, Brother and Sister Garcia, all of you. Amen. Good to feel the wonderful presence of the Lord. I love the Lord, don't you? Amen. Bear with me as I get settled in this morning. The Lord is so wonderful. He is kind. He is true. I love and have enjoyed the music, the worship made in this place. Praise God. It's true, as Pastor Keith says. You guys are wonderful, and you make me sick at the same time. Praise God. I try to try to practice every now and again, uh, dust off a bass guitar from time to time, or uh, play drums. But one thing more uh, that means more than, to me than all the world is Jesus and His Word. We need to be in His Word and hear His voice. You know, you want to know what the will of God is? You want to know what His voice has to say to you? Dust off that book they call a Bible and get into it. They'll begin to speak. Praise God. And congratulations to brother and sister Soto. Good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise God. This morning as I launch out, perhaps you can imagine with me, perhaps you've been walking around in your house, school, or at work, you begin to think about what you want to do and where you want to go. And, and uh, as you're going maybe from, let's say, the living room to the kitchen, but you're thinking about something else, something else catches your eye as you're walking and distracted. And the next thing you know, suddenly there's a wall. Where did that come from? Or maybe scarier yet, you're driving. And you're driving, you're going down the road, and like my wife has told me, go to Walmart. So I'm headed toward Walmart, but you know, I'm thinking squirrel. I'm distracted. I begin to think, and next thing I know, my car is veering over to off to the right side of the road because my, my focus is fixed on something over there that I need to check out. But that's not really where I want to go. Amen. Where your focus is, where you are looking, is where you will go. Right. You may be headed in the right direction, headed toward your destination, but the next thing you know where you're looking, where your focus is, begins to lead your path that's right. to that direction. We've got to be careful where we're looking. Because where we're looking is where we'll go. Be careful what influences you. Be careful what you're watching. Be careful where you're going. You see in our text today in Scripture, Jesus told the disciples, I want you to get into the ship. Very familiar. 
After all, four out of the twelve disciples were astute fishermen. Right, right. They knew how to handle themselves with a ship. Right, right. They knew how the seas worked. Right. They knew how, even when the storms came, how to continue going on. Right. But something was different this day when Jesus said, get in the ship and go to the other side. Right. They got very comfortable. After all, they were with their friends, familiar people, familiar place, doing the same things they've always done. Right. Praise God. However, Scripture tells us in Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9, verse 9, it says, the prophet said, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Man, it only takes, I've been living for God for a long time, but it only takes a moment for something to distract my vision, my view, my focus. And the next thing I know, because I'm attracted to what I'm focused on, I'm headed that direction, a direction I'd never intended to go. Some of you this morning, you're in trouble. And you're asking yourself the question, how in the world did I get here? How in the world am I going this direction when I was going this way? Well, it only takes a moment to look, to view. It only takes a glance that becomes not just a glance, but the next thing you know, you're staring. You've heard it said, are you staring off into space? Yeah, sometimes we do. Right. <laughs> sometimes we get distracted, Brother Rick. It's good to see you, Brother and Sister Hammond, in the house of God, by the Amen. way. I love you, church. There, there's no greater family in the world than the family of That's God. Right. That's right. Jesus said to us in Matthew 24 and 42, He said, Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Somebody needs to be careful this morning and watch. You need to open your eyes and look this morning because Jesus is coming. And if you're not prepared and not ready, you won't be aware and you won't be ready when He comes back. Be aware of where you're going. Praise God. These disciples, so they get in the ship just like Jesus had instructed them. They obeyed. They got in the ship. And the next thing you know, you know, I imagine it took them some time. You know, they've got to get the nets. They've got to un 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 anchor the ship with those ropes along the, the bay. And then get in the ship, make sure they've got lunch and dinner and, and right. enough to keep for a midnight snack. You know, make, make sure the fridge on there is stacked with some Diet Pepsi and water. You know, it took them some time. And then it took them some time. Well, we're going to head to the other side of this lake. And as they head to the other side, the Bible indicates that by the time they got into the middle of the sea, it was dark. Right. It was nighttime. You ever get to a place in your life, it's dark, it's the middle of the night. You're doing everything you know to do right. You're, you're in obedience to God. You're in obedience to your pastor. Thank the Lord for men of God. The Bible does tell us 
and the multitude of counselors, there is safety. We need the voice of the Lord in our lives. And I'm so thankful for Brother and Sister Keys being that voice to lead us, to check us, to keep us balanced and headed in the right direction. And so here they are, middle of the night. And if you know anything about this lake, where the disciples were at, there are actually mountains around this lake. And so oftentimes in this particular lake, the winds would blow from atop the mountains and dive down into the lake. And it would cause a boisterous storm. The high winds, the heavy waves. It's nighttime. We're still working. We're still doing the will of God. But here they look out in the storm. And according to what we read in the Bible, they weren't worried. There was no indication they were worried. They were okay. They were comfortable because they were inside the ship. Right. And there's a message there about staying and being in the ship. That's right. However, let me give you a warning about it being inside the ship. In the ship is where you can find a place of false security. In the ship is a place where you become comfortable. And thank God for the house of the Lord. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. It's great to be, in, be comfortable in the structure that was made and designed to withstand the winds and the waves. It's great to be inside the structure that was made to withstand the storm. It's great to be in the place with my friends who can encourage and when I need a hand, they could reach out and That's give me right. a hand. Right. Praise right. God. But the danger of being inside the structure of the ship is when Jesus comes walking on the water. Is when Jesus comes in the middle of the storm. Praise God. And he's out there. And he, at first, the Bible indicates that the disciples, they didn't recognize him. Oh, it's a ghost. I don't recognize this apparition, this ghost that's walking on the water. And it's coming at us. You know, there's plenty of sea. It could go anywhere else. But it's coming at us. No, I've never seen this before. I've never experienced this before. Church, God is calling you to a different realm today. He's calling you out to call you to a higher place. Thank God for the presence that we feel in this place. Thank God for the miracles and signs and manifestations of His power. But God is calling you out where He is out. He's calling you out of that comfortable place, that safe place. It's time to take a step out. Praise God. Some of us... As many of us do when we encounter uncertain places, uh, experiences, and things, uh, we get uncomfortable. We get nervous. Somebody, maybe it's good for you to be nervous uh, while you're sitting this morning uh, because the Lord is dealing with you uh, and calling you out to step out. Uh, it's time to step out. You know, the disciples were in that ship uh, doing what they we're told to do by Jesus Christ. But now he's out there 
and he's walking on the water in the middle of the night, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the high waves, in the middle of winds that are raging. Jesus is out there in the middle of the dark, but he's calling somebody to step out. Step out in the middle of the storm. Somebody get out of that comfortable place. Somebody step out this morning. I want to be where Jesus is. I know there are times it's scary because we've never been this way before. I've never taken a step out before. I've never been used, perhaps, uh, in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, I've never been used to go pray for somebody uh, when God is nudging our heart uh, to go minister to somebody else, uh, to minister to somebody else's need. Uh, it's time to sacrifice a little bit. Uh, it's time to sacrifice the comfortable place, uh, the safe place, uh, and to step out. Praise God. It's time, church. It's nice and comfortable in here. But it's time to be where Jesus is at. Jesus is calling us out. I want to follow him. I want to be in his presence. I want to be where he is at. God forbid if we stay in this place while he's walking out the door, wanting to reach your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers. God is calling us out. Just to relate this morning, Aubrey's stepping out to go to Bangladesh. I've never been there. She's going. I'm living vicariously through her. <laughs> Send me pictures and reports. Amen. But this morning, you may never set foot out of this city, but you have an opportunity this morning. Here's a plug for my daughter. Please pray. Please fast. Right. If you don't do anything else, I know, brother and sister Keys, I'm sure it's safe to say, even as pastor of this church, they would covet your prayers. Aubrey covers your prayers and fasting. Somebody needs to cover her with prayer. But this morning, you do, you also have an opportunity to give into what God has called her to do. Your feet may never step foot in Bangladesh. But your heart can go with her. Right. Praise God. Amen. You can sin. You can go before the throne room of grace boldly. That's what That's the Bible right. tells us. And approach the King of Kings on her behalf. That's right. That's right. And help brother and sister Corbin reach a million soul That's revival. Right. Praise God. I tell you, the, the Lord's been talking to this pastor. And there's been some conviction. There's been some rejoicing. And yes, there's even been some times of nervousness, and she hasn't even left yet. But if you want to be about God's business, as it has been said, when you're about God's business, He will be about your business. When you open your hand, He will open His hand. You know the familiar verse of Scripture in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Let's say it together if you know it. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Amen. That's not it. Let's say it. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Then 
will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. So as we learned in grade school in English class about the if and then statements, there's an operative and conditional word, two-letter word in that verse. If. If you'll step out and do what you're called to do. Then. You want to set some things in motion? You want to release the power and hand of God? Right, right. Do what you're supposed to do first. Right. The Bible also says, draw unto me, and I will draw unto you. But there's an if and then. If you step out first, then God will respond. You want to respond to God? A response from God? Act. Somebody needs to activate your faith this morning. Obey the word of God. Step out. You know what? There, there might be a situation in time you're by yourself or maybe you're with the crowd and God's calling you. And you might be the only one God is dealing with. But it takes one to step out. You see, Jesus wasn't the only one to walk on water that day. Peter, who had enough guts and gumption and courage, stepped out and was the second person to walk on water that day. God responds. You know, when we begin to talk to God about His Word and about the promises, and you begin to say, God, but you promised you would never leave me nor forsake me. God, you promised that when I call unto you, you would hear and answer me. He's saying yes. Did you know God honors His Word above His name? God honors His promises above His very name. And we just sang and worshipped about it today. His name has all power in heaven and earth. Well, how much more power does His Word have? That's right. When the disciples were in that ship and they noticed this apparition coming toward them, imagine with me, Lord, why does this have to be me? Is that really you? Just like Peter said, he asked the question, Lord, if that's really you, call me out. Jesus said one word in response. I mean, Jesus could have said anything in response to Peter, but he said one word, come. It was like Peter was challenging Jesus right in the middle of the storm and the chaos and the dark. Everything that could go wrong seemed like it was about to go wrong. You ever been there? Yes, sir. Everything's messed up. Jesus could have said to Peter, bring it. Bring it, buddy. This, I have all power in heaven and in earth. But when one person steps out of the ship, Man, you need that sanctuary. That's right. I need a larger platform. <laughs> but when one person steps out of the ship, I can only imagine the rest of the disciples. At first, while Peter is just stepping over the side of the ship, they may have been telling Peter, are you crazy? What are you doing? You ever hear those same voices within the church? 
what are you doing? That's not how we've done church before. That's right. That's not how we've done business before. That's right. Come on. Well, I'm just going. He he told me to come. It's Jesus. I'm ready to follow him. Somebody ready to follow Jesus. Somebody ready to step out. Stop focusing on the wind this morning. Let's step out and follow him. It said that when Peter was distracted, and I don't know, imagine with me this morning, he's stepping out, he's walking on the, the high winds, and, and these boisterous waves. It's dark, he's headed to toward Jesus, and Jesus tells him, don't be afraid, be a good cheer, it's me. It really is me. I, I called you. So when you get that question in your in your brain, I know we do. Uh, Jesus, is this really you talking? Or is this just me? You ever been there? Been to second guess yourself. And Jesus is calling all this time. Jesus, if it's you, Lord, I need a sign. I need a vision. I need something else. But what better vision could you have in the midst of a storm? Jesus is here walking on the water in the middle of a storm. Praise God. He's calling you. He's reaching out to you. Come. Follow me. Take up your cross. Thank the Lord that He doesn't just call us one time and that's your one shot. I'm done. Thank God that for His mercy, His love, His grace. He doesn't stop. He's forever faithful. He continues to reach. He continues to call. Amen. He's coming. He's reaching even now. I'm calling for somebody to come. Come walk with me on the water. Come toward me in the middle of your dark storm. Come with me. And while Peter's walking on the water toward Jesus, I can only imagine it with the wind and everything going on around that something, squirrel happened. A piece of debris from the ship blew across his sight, line of sight, distracted his vision. Right. Now I'm headed that way, whereas I was headed toward Jesus. Right. I was headed toward a place I intended to go, right. but now I'm going toward a completely different place than I intended. Right. Right. And he begins to sink. He begins right. to drown. Don't you know that when you call on Jesus, He's not going to leave you where you stopped. He's not going to leave you and let you drown. He's not going to allow destruction to take over. He's not allowing or going to allow the things that were meant to destroy your life until you reach out and say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me this morning. Jesus, I need you again. Lord, I was doing so good, but now I just got tripped up. Well, let me tell you, today's a new day. Today, there's new mercies. Today, there's fresh grace. Today, there's fresh anointing. Today, there's a new touch for you. He is here. He's wanting to reach out and save you and make sure that you're well taken care of and cared for. That's our God. That's our God. He'll put you back on the right track. He'll put you and plant your feet in truth and righteousness. Amen. He'll give you that 
that passes all understanding. He'll make it clear. You don't have clear direction. You don't have clear guidance or counsel. Believe me, when you call his name, Jesus, I need you. God, I need clear direction this morning. God, I need to hear from you. He'll give you a word that will sustain you today. He'll speak into your spirit. He'll speak into your life. But somebody's got to reach out. Save me, Jesus. Touch me one more time. God, it doesn't seem like I see you. It doesn't seem like it's clear. And here I'm in the middle of a storm. God, give me direction. God, give me a new vision of you. Help me to see you once again. When I was in college, I never wore glasses until I was in college. <laughs> I didn't think I needed them. I didn't think or know that I even needed them. There are people who need a clear vision. People who need corrected vision. And you need a second touch. Just like the blind man. You need not only a first touch. Because when Jesus touched the blind man the first time, realize he was touched. He was healed. He could see. Because Jesus asked him, how do you see? I see men as trees walking. I can see, but it's just not clear, Lord. Can you touch me again? Jesus touched him the second time, and it was clear. I can see. Praise God. Maybe your vision isn't clear. You need a second touch. You need to go back to the place where the Lord can touch you so you will see again. The other thing about glasses or contacts, if you wear contacts, not only does it allow us to see again, but it magnifies the the things that were small and hard to see. When we begin to magnify the name of Jesus, we'll see clearly. We'll be able to see Him in all His glory and power. Praise God. It is I. Don't be afraid. Can you see him today? We need to see him. God, give me a clear picture. Give me a brand new image of who you are. God, I want to see you in all of your fullness. God, I need a clear picture of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't care if everybody else stays on the ship, but I need a vision of who you are. God, I want to be closer to you. God, I want to be drawn out to you. God, call me out that I can go in. Praise God. What's also interesting about our text of Scripture is that as Jesus walks toward the ship and saves Peter, that he walks with Peter all the way back into and inside of the ship. And when he walks inside of the ship, They get a vision again, a second time. 
that this is Jesus, the Son of God, that this is the one who has all dominion, all authority over the elements, not just over the physical things of healing people and touching blind eyes and deaf ears, but he has control over the elements, the four winds of the earth, the fire, and so forth, because I believe in that moment when he stepped into the ship, for a second time, Jesus revealed himself as the one who could merely say, peace be still, and it would have been calm. But he didn't do that. He didn't say that. What he did is he carried Peter back inside the ship. And at that moment, the storm vanished. Everything settled down. Invite Jesus into your ship this morning. Invite Jesus to where you're at this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God desires to have communion and fellowship with you. He desires to be with you. But it's up to you to make the first step toward Him this morning. Praise God. It was Jesus who called Him. It was Jesus who saved. It was Jesus, amen, who brought Him in. It was Jesus who called His fears. It was Jesus who gave them peace. Oh, ye of little faith. Have faith in God today, church. Have faith in God, my friends. Have faith in God once again. Allow Him to move. Place your trust in Him this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 2 Kings chapter 20. It says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. Thank the Lord that he hears us. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And as Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign, the shadow... Uh, shall, excuse me. And this sign thou shalt have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing 
that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go back 10 degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backward 10 degrees. It's interesting in, in this narrative of Scripture, Hezekiah, he's given the bad news. Hey, get your house in order. You're done. You're about to die. And the ne next thing you know, Hezekiah, he turns his face to the wall. He's repenting. He's crying. He's weeping before the Lord, submitting himself to the Lord. And as it says, the Lord heard him and answered his prayer by turning the prophet, the man of God, back to go tell him the good news. Right. Hey, in three days, you're going to return to the house of the Lord, and I'm going to add to your life. Why is it so easy, church, for us to believe the negative reports? Why is it so easy when somebody says, man, this is what happened. This is what happened to my brother. Man, it's terrible. Why are we so apt and easy to listen and believe the negative reports? When the good and great report of the Lord comes along and says, guess what? I'm bringing healing to your house. I'm bringing peace to your house. I'm bringing deliverance. And Hezekiah gets that word, and you know what he says? He asks a question. Are you for real? Is that really going to happen? How am I going to know that's true? Do we really need a sign from the Lord after God sends a man of God back to say, this is what I'm going to do for you? That's a sign right there. The Lord sends a man of God in your life to tell you, I'm here to save you. I'm here to heal you. Right, right. I'm healed here to give you life right. and not more abundantly. Right. And of course, Isaiah said in three days, doesn't that remind you of the sign of Jonas, the prophet? This temple is going to be destroyed, but in three days, I'm going to raise it up. In three days, I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. Here's kind of an if-then statement in action. Right. An application right here. In three days, return to the house of right. prayer. Right. In three days, return That's to the place right. of worship. Right. In three days, return to the presence of the Lord. The last place that you felt and were in His presence. Somebody enter into the presence of the Lord. Somebody step out into His presence again. There's healing. There's an answer for you today in the presence of the Most High God. He had to step back in. He had to step foot back into the house of the Lord. He had to step back into that place of worship in order to be completely made whole. In order for the promise to come to pass. Understand, the Lord is, He has promise for you and I. But again, it's up to you and I. Take that first step. Step out today. Step back into the presence of the Lord as you stand and I close this morning. Lord, help us to be careful where we're looking. There's the little children's
story and it goes something like this. It says, Pussycat, Pussycat, where have you been? I've been to London to see the Queen. Oh, Pussycat, Pussycat, what saw you there? I saw a mouse under her chair. Where are you looking? Because the mouse was focused on the, the, the cat wasn't, was focused on the mouse under the queen's chair. But here that cat was in a palace filled with royalty, right. authority, and power, and glory. Today you're in the house of the Most High God, filled with His presence and power. If you'll look for Him, you will find Him this morning. If you'll place your trust in Him, He will be found of you. If you're seeking an answer, you will find it today. Scripture says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 20, But where sin abounds, grace did much more abound. In chapter 8 and verse 37, Paul says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. 1 John 4 and 4, Ye are God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the precious name of Jesus, you have the blood of Jesus to seal, to cover you this morning. He is only a breath away. Let me tell you, life is short, but eternity is long. Eternity is what's going to make the difference for you today. If you make the decision right now, right now is your opportunity. Right now it's time to step out and trust God. Right now is to have a better view and vision of who He is. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. You may be sinking in the sea, but Jesus is waiting to hear your voice. Save me, Jesus. Lord, I need you again. I need you right now, Lord. Hallelujah, this morning. This afternoon, the altar is open. Uh, however you feel comfortable this morning, uh, I want you to raise your hands, uh, close your eyes, and lift your voices. Uh, lift your voices and begin to call out to Him. Jesus, I need you. Uh, Jesus, uh, touch me one more time. Uh, Jesus, take me to that place uh, that I've never been before. How about it? Can you step out? Can you trust Him? Will you do it today? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. Let's step out, my friend. Brother. Sister. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't fear today. Place your trust in Him. He's calling you. Come. Come. Somebody. Meet him. Hallelujah. Can you step out for God or where you're at? Hallelujah. Let's gather together. Let's call Jesus together this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. 